afternoon? Man, how do you follow something like that, eh? Okay, you know what? Um, I remember my uh, first car, this is for the blokes, it was an EH Holden 1964, it was Kalgoorlie Gold. It was 179, they bought it out to 186. The number plate was a DEX 416, it was the love of my life when I was all of 18. And I got the shop manual, that's all I've got left. It's the shop manual, this manual tells me <clears throat> everything about the car, every nut, bolt, screw, this is the one that the garages have. And I can find out anything and everything about my EH Holden. The hardest thing about being a dad is you don't get the manual. You don't get the manual. And you know what? Getting a manual would have been much easier, I think, being a dad. For me, I probably wouldn't have made as many mistakes. But you know what? I think the great thing about being a dad is that's the learning experience, isn't it? That you get to make the mistakes on the way and you get to clean them up and you get closer in from it. We tend to learn more out of our mistakes. I remember so much. I'm one of three boys and my first child was going to be a boy. God has a sense of humour. I bought all matchbox cars. I didn't bought Thomas the Tank Engine. And then the doctor turns around when that little bundle comes out and they says, it's a girl. I was lost. I'm thinking, now I need a manual. You know, there's, I, oh, what am I going to do with a girl? I have no clue how to deal with a girl. I've never had a girl in my life. Anyway, the good thing about it is God's not left us without a manual, and it's the Bible. And so today we're going to be looking at some of these things that God has to say for dads. And, you know, I think God gets pretty specific on how to be a good dad. So we're going to look at some of these things, okay? I want to look at some of these specifics, and I'm going to bring it to us in the form of a toolbox talk. Now, I don't know, I used to be a, uh, a manager in a factory. I oversaw about 15 blokes, and every Friday morning we had a toolbox talk. I had to bring them a message. It's a bit like preaching to them. On a Friday morning, safety, something along those lines. So I've got my toolbox. This toolbox actually was probably built in the 1930s. It was my next-door neighbour's. His wife was going to throw it away. Can you believe that? And I said, I'll look after that for you. He's not around today, but uh, I've got this great box. And out of it, I'm going to get some lessons for us. Now, where's the clicker? So happy Father's Day's dads. And we're going to have some lessons from the toolbox, okay? So let's see what we can do here. The first one that I want to come to is the adjustable spanner. The adjustable spanner. They come in all different sizes. And the good thing about an adjustable spanner is that you can adjust it. Okay? I learnt that in my trade. I'm an electrician by trade, and uh, this is probably a very handy tool, okay? Um, it's the spanner you need when you have varying sizes to work with in, the, in dimensions. And as fathers, we need to be adjustable and flexible just like the adjustable spanner. You know, I found nothing seems to be consistent when you raise children, particularly when you have lots of them. They're all different, and you've got to be just like the spanner. Sure, there's always those um, things that don't change. We might call them boundaries. And uh, I think, you know, the, the particular rules you have for boundaries within a family are very important. They're, they're like fence that you put up. 
But within the fence, within the boundaries, you must be able to have adjustment. You must be able to move. You must be able to, you know, uh, allow for growth and change. And I think dads have to be like that. Let me show you. Fathers, Paul says, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, just check that out. He says, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, that's not like being a Pharisee. Remember, Jesus was constantly pulling up the Pharisees because they had no leeway. They were not adjustable at all. There was no adaptability for them. In fact, he says, you put chains on people, you Pharisees. And you know, a sad thing is I've talked to many, many Christians who don't, who have been hurt by the church because of parents who were not adjustable, adjustable, I should say. They were so rigid and straight like a Pharisee. And I think many people have turned off God because of this religiousness, this Pharisaical emphasis that's expressed. You know, the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord are good boundaries. And uh, they form a very safe environment to grow up in. But like the spanner, one size doesn't fit all. Now, sometimes you need that one size spanner. But I think for most of us, we need to be adjustable because each child is different. Each child is different. And as they grow up, circumstances change and you must be able to adjust with each individual child. I remember my daughter, Kez. It was interesting. You could raise your voice at her. You could send her to the room. You could uh, put her in time out. It wouldn't affect her. But if you took something off her, that's how you disciplined her. So you said, if you keep doing that, we won't go to the park. Oh, she'd change. But my son, which was totally opposite... You could take whatever you liked off him. didn't matter. You know, you have to do a bit of a scowl at him or just raise your voice. And he would melt. Totally different the way the two children um, uh, dealt with the way we could discipline them. See, as fathers, we need to be adjustable and flexible to the situations that arise. The way to do that is to know the instruction that comes from the Lord. So as dads, we've got to get into that. Second one, the spirit level. Here it is. We all, it's only a little one here. They come in all different sizes. You know the interesting thing? I actually worked with a builder once who went to a uh, hardware shop, bought a brand new one for his new job. An hour into his job, he thought, there's something wrong with all that's happening. The spirit level was not horizontal. The bubble was not set right in the level. And he'd been building at an angle. Now, that was disastrous, and that was an interesting story from him. But um, we've got to make sure that we get our level right. See, a device used for making things horizontal, that's what a spirit level is. And as fathers, we need to walk on level ground, because children watch what you do. They imitate you, don't they? And as fathers, we need to keep our, a level head in our relationships. Um, we need to be fair with our children. A big thing I learned with, uh, from Fee was the difference between a child that is in their actions that's childish or childlike. And that's something I had to learn. When a child jumps up with exuberance and knocks over the plate, they're just being childlike. They didn't mean it. That's just what happens. They're, just, they're, they're, they're excited. But if they pick up the plate and throw it on the ground, that's totally different. And we must be able to work between that and, 
and not castigate them when it's wrong. Look at this great verse here. Teach me to do your will, the psalmist says, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. How's that? I got spirit level into a verse right there. (laughs) May your good spirit lead me on level ground. That's what us dads need. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us on level ground, don't we? Teach me to do your will. I want to go to God and say, show me, for you're my God, you're my heavenly father. And here's another one. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of righteous. There's another one there, right there. You, that's God, capital Y, make level the way of righteous. See, God is the great leveller. He's the one that brings it about. And as fathers, we need to know what our Heavenly Father's asking from us so that we can imitate Him. It's true, isn't it? We've got to know, like that first part, what He does so that we can imitate Him. Because you know what? Your kids are going to imitate you. And like Paul said, imitate, uh, watch me so that you might imitate me. We as dads need to be able to say that to our kids. You watch me. You'll see Jesus. You watch my life. And then imitate me. That's what we must be able to say to our children. That's where he'll keep you in perfect peace. That's what our families in our homes need more of. Perfect peace. Third one, pliers. Now, this is what you need. These are my electrician pliers. This is what you need when you hold something. They provide the grip. And fathers sometimes need to be the pliers in the family. When things appear to be coming unstuck, we can hold and we bring things together. Bring things under control again. Now, can I just say, I think it's quite sad, quite sad that there are many fathers who check out within our society and then don't provide the grip that's needed in the family. And that's a reality of the society we live in. And I realise that as I'm talking to you this morning, there are those of you here that don't have a positive example of a father that's been in your life. I realise that in a room of this many people. And maybe his hold over you was either weak or inconsistent. Maybe he was absent altogether, not even in your life. Or maybe he was overbearing. And that goes right through to being abusive, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, abusive. But let me say this to you. And you've got to hear this. Your heavenly father is nothing like that. You hearing me? Your heavenly father is nothing like your earthly father. He is the only one who can truly hold you in perfect love. He's the only one. Okay, here's a verse. For by him, this is God, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. That means you, doesn't it? You're one of those all things. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. All things, that's you, were created by him and for him. You were created for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. God's got the pliers. He's holding it and he's holding you in his hand, okay? He can hold you because he can hold all things. Only God can hold all things. 
Only God can do that. And he's got you in his hand. Like the pliers, he holds the world and he holds your life. He's got you. Okay? And dads, we need to make sure that our families know that. Next one. Hand cream. How did that get in there? <laughs> Hand cream. Yeah, okay. Let me just say, my, my dad gets dermatitis. And because of the different solvents and the different um, chemicals that they work with, our hands dry out, okay? Now, my, when I was a single bloke, I didn't care. My hands were like sandpaper. In fact, they used to crack and bleed up the side. Any other blokes have that problem? Am I the only one? Okay. I didn't mind a bit of blood running down my hand. I didn't mind how coarse it was. But then I got married. And Fee would go, your hands are like sandpaper. Stop holding my hands. Or I'd touch her face. That's disgusting. What is your hands doing? So I have hand cream in my toolbox. Tough hands, listen to this, industrial strength hand repair that works as hard as your hands. Now that's the kind of thing blokes want to wear, isn't it? Five days they repair your hands, it says. Now, what am I mentioning this for? Well, I think it's the little things that I can do to my wife that show her that I care. And you know what? Putting hand cream on is one of those little things. And the good thing about it is that my children see that I love her and care and they want to do the same thing. So I actually become that illustration. What a wonderful verse this is. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her to present her holy and blameless before the Father. Christ went out of his way to love his bride. I can go out of my way and love my bride, can't I? Use a bit of hand cream. But what it does show, and it says a lot to those who are imitating you. Okay, dads? Okay, the next one, tape measure. The tape measure. Yes, we all need one of these. The tape measure helps us to stay true so things are not all over the place. They've got to be correct. They've got to be accurate if you're going to start working. And as far as we need to measure our time, we need to measure our priorities. We need to balance between the work and the family and our hobbies. And I say hobbies because I think sometimes hobbies takes the blokes out of the family more than the work and the time. You know, I used to play golf and I finally realised that I had kind of one day off a week and I'd spend five hours on a golf course and by the time I got home I was so wrecked I didn't have time for the family anyway. And I kind of thought, this hobby might need to change. I wasn't balancing my family time. It was either work or golf and then I was lost in the midst of... I'm too tired to kick the ball in the backyard. I had to change what I was doing. Think about it. Measure your time so you don't distort what you're doing. You know, someone said on a tombstone, you never read, I wish I spent more time at the office. It's true, isn't it? What do you want to spend more time with, Dad? You spend it with your family. You want to hang out with them. Life moves very quickly. And, and I talked to some of you here, some of you wonder, you know, will the situation my family's in ever change? It's like it's hard, it's, there's, a, there's kids and, and life's, you know, it's a struggle. And I go to work and I come home, it's just, wow. Well, let me just say, it is a life stage. Now, I can throw it out there because I've moved through life stages, but it is a life stage. Children grow up. Children grow up. And at every new stage, you quickly forget the past and immerse yourself in the present. You know, I listen to some of the dads here that are still changing nappies, and I go, oh, I 
hated changing nappies. Oh, I hated that. But then the kid gets to learn how to go to the potty. But what really changes? They then wipe in their butt every time they scream out from the, from the toilet, Dad! They're going, oh, why can't you scream, Mom? Why is it going to be tired? And so then you're cleaning the butt, you know, and then, and then they learn to go to the, you know, do it all themselves. You completely forget about that. I've forgotten about it, but I see some of the guys here and I'm going, oh, yeah, how I've moved on. You know, sometimes as a father, some, you know, I, I, I've got to remember this. I've got to remember what it's like. I think it's interesting that uh, the Bible talks about life as a mist. Life is a mist. A life is a fog or a vapour. And it says it's quickly burnt up by the sun. It's gone. Or it says life is like a shadow that casts by the sun. It gives an appearance or a form, a shape, but it's too. It quickly disappears. Or it says life's like a plant. It takes root. It grows up, produces a flower, but then in the end it withers and dies. You know, there's three different illustrations the Bible gives about how quickly life goes. Look at this verse. The psalmist, we feel sorry for him in this verse 10. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow. You feel sorry for him, don't you? He's going, ah, for they quickly pass and we fly away. I'm glad he's only two verses later he says this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We're going to be like a tape measure. We're going to number our days. We're going to go, you know, this is only short, 70, 80 years, and then what's going to happen? So we need to ask God to help us to measure these days that we have, gauge our time, evaluate our activities so that we can live wisely as fathers, the fathers that he wants us to be. Another one, cleaning rags. Now, I've got some cleaning rags because there always seems to be a mess to clean up, particularly when I um, work. You know, as a tradie, I always found cleaning up after I did some work used to make the, uh, the person who I was working for probably the most excited because it doesn't always happen. Tradies don't always clean up. They kind of, you're not paying me for this, I'm out of here. But I'd clean up and they go, wow, you, you, you've made a great job here. Thank you. And I think there's things, you know, that I say, there's things that I say as a dad there's things that I do as a dad, and they're really dumb. What do I mean by that? Well, I lose it. As a dad, I lose it sometimes. And in fact, I've even known to spit the dummy sometimes. Yes. Now, I've got to be honest here. You know, I, I don't set out to make a mess in the family. I don't. I don't plan it. I know I wish it didn't happen, but it does. So I have to make sure that I clean up that mess. I've got to make sure that I clean up the mess. And sometimes as a father, I make the mess of things, but I'm not embarrassed about apologising, pulling myself up and cleaning that up. And I think children need to see and hear that you're not perfect and, uh, and that you can say sorry when sorry needs to be said. That's how they learn, because we're not perfect. Only our Heavenly Father is perfect. But the closest we can come to it is when we start to say sorry for the mess we make and we can clean that up. Remember, when you do mess up, confession is where repair starts. If we confess our sins, this is, this is from about our walk with God. He's faithful and just and forgive us of our sins 
and purify us from all unrighteousness. God cleanses us. And we need to be able to say that to our children and to our family and show that that is the case. Okay, last one. Power tool. Yes. Now, it's a pretty old one. Can I say, this is 36 years old and I found it at the tip. I was jumping off rubbish in my 20s and this was sticking out of the mud like that much. I went, what's this? And I pulled it up, pulled it out of the mud, took it home, cleaned it and it's been going for 36 years. Not bad, eh? Good old Bosch. Power tools. But they're useless if you don't plug them into the power. I mean, I could probably use it as a hammer and I'd probably say that I have. Because, you know, as a tradie, sometimes you just got to get whatever you can to move something. It's pretty tough, though, you know. The power tool's not the power, though. The power comes through the cord. And the drill must be plugged into the power. And as a father, you can provide the means that's needed to energise your family. By being yourself plugged into the power. Okay? And this is where I want to leave you in our toolbox talk this morning. You need to be plugged into the power. Not that that's always easy, though, is it? But God says you don't have to do this alone. That's where the spirit within us comes in and helps us. We have promises from God like this. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to you. As a dad, I often ask for help for wisdom. I need wisdom in this circumstance. I need to get through this. I need you to show me what to do. We need to ask him. We need to navigate the family life. Take him up on this offer. That's ours, dads. Another one. He says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching the truth, rebuking error, correcting faults, and giving instruction for right living, so that the person who serves God may be fully qualified and equipped to do every kind of good deed. You see, look at those last couple of words. Knowing scripture helps you to be fully qualified and equipped to do every kind of good deed. Knowing scripture helps you to be fully equipped and qualified. That's what we need, isn't it? That's what we need as dads. Dads, God has our toolbox for life that's fully equipped for everything that we need to do. I'm going to ask the band, come on forward. Because dads, I think if there's something that's hit you today and you need some prayer on, I'm going to ask you to come forward. It's going to be hard though, you know, dads, because there's going to be meat out on that deck. But if God has talked to you about something, okay, then I want you to come forward and get prayer. You see, as a dad, I want to do the best job that I can for my family. I want to be a fully qualified and equipped man of God. And I want that to happen for each one of you here. He made me and he knows me best. The hardest part is letting him have the position in your life. So often as a bloke, we think we can fix it. I know I do. It's not the case. He's the one that's got it under control. You've got to go to him. God says, let's do this together. So from one father to another, listen to him. Let's pray. Great God, we thank you for this word. We thank you that dads are important, that we need you to talk to them. And Father God, we want to hear you this morning. Equip every dad here to do your work, your way, and for your glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, church.
Be released to morning tea.